Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO of BBE Serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Later on, we're going to be joined by Ashley Castleman, who is the communications manager at BBB, with the worst passwords of 2017 and some password tips. The new year is a time for change. A visit to the Lifestyle and Home Show in the Agriplex at the Western Fair District this weekend could either facilitate or inspire your change. And we welcome Peter Madsen, the president of the London Home Builders Association, to tell us about some of the things we'll see at the show this year. Welcome to the show, Peter. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Lifestyle Home Show started last evening, and it opened uh, and it opened at 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, Peter, is there anything that is causing a buzz this year? Well, it's hard to limit it down to one thing. It is our 25th anniversary for the show, so we've tried to go above and beyond. We actually had Mike Holmes out last night, and it was uh, quite the event. So uh, his kids are going to be here today, and I think that's going to that that will certainly create a lot of buzz. Uh, and it's and it's just such a large show for London to offer for all of London. Uh, Londoners and, and anyone who wants to come up. We have some people traveling from around. So yeah, lots of inspiration and a lot of content. Peter, how does this 25th show compare to the first one in terms of uh, its size? I think uh, at the, for the first one, I believe we were around 24,000 square feet. And this year, we'll, we're about 130,000 square feet. So it's, it's the comparison, we've grown about 100,000 square feet. So wow. Nice it's change. Big. Peter, in addition to serving as president of the London Home Builders Association, you're part of CCR Building and, and Remodeling and Renovations. And you were on the stage at the show last evening with the path to successful renovations just ahead of TV's Mike Holmes. And Mike Jr., you mentioned a little earlier, is on the stage this morning at 1130. Uh, what are some of the other presentations that are going to be uh, on that stage? Oh, we've actually got quite a few. There's um, going to be uh, Tom uh, Butrin of Flat Out Flooring. So he's going to be talking about hardwood, uh, whether to refinish or replace. Uh, also, we have Stephanie Coleman-Diaz coming up uh, with seven tips of surviving a renovation. Uh, and then we have uh, Sherry Holmes uh, coming up at uh, 3.30. And then tomorrow we have uh, Justin DeBouvier on how to make cheeky spring, uh, spring topiary. Uh, and then Libro Credit Union is going to be talking about financing your renovations with confidence. Uh, and then Peter Bamford will be coming out. He is uh, on uh, Bamteeks. Uh, it's a TV show, I guess, and it's all about uh, really cool hunting for antiques. So he's going to be talking about that. And then uh, Rural Roots, we have Heather Bailey talking about designing with plants. Crash course on that. Uh, Peter, do you find that consumers like the show because they can meet company representatives and get some idea of what they might be like to deal with? I think that's a definite plus uh, beyond just the general inspiration that you get and being able to see new uh, new products and, and new materials. It's it certainly makes a difference when you can shake the hand of the owner or uh, you know a representative of a local company before you go on to hire them. I think that uh, that's that's the beauty of hiring locally. Uh, is that, you know, you're supporting locally. So you might really enjoy getting to know those people before you bring them in your home. In that respect, it's kind of one-stop shopping and you can meet everybody with with one visit, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand there's something new in, uh, called a marketplace at the, the show. What, tell us a little bit about that. So it, really what it is, is it's going to be local uh, artesian market kind of thing where we have actually, I believe, 20 uh, exhibitors or, uh, you know, a market uh, place uh, uh, kind of boutiques where you can buy nice locally made handcrafted items mm. and uh, and really get to see the creativity uh, of the local people. 
So the popularity of the show means parking <laughs> is at a premium, but you have a shuttle service that helps make that a lot easier. How is that working? Yeah, actually, Dale Downing Nissan has come to the table and they're actually going to be uh, putting, uh, helping people get from the big parking lot over to the Agriplex. So there's, you don't have to traverse the, the, icy, uh, the icy road conditions. We'll get you there safely. I understand the, the Handstone Quartz Lodge is new this year. What's that? You know, I haven't seen it, but uh, the, the more that I hear about it, the more I get excited. And it just recently won uh, an award at the International Design Show in Toronto, so which is p- quite prestigious. So uh, I'm I'm very excited. It's it's going to be a full lodge. Apparently, there's a campfire out there. It's it's literally it's a large it's a large display, and uh, the designer uh, David White will actually be there, and he's doing on-site consultations with people. So I, you know, uh, that is going to it's it's huge. I think everyone needs to come out and have a look at that. Uh, what are the hours and cost of admission to get into the show today? And tomorrow? So today it was, uh, we're going um, 10 till 8, and then tomorrow will be 11 to 5. Uh, and so in terms of cost, it's $12 admission for seniors, that'll be $9. And then for kids under 12, we're going to be uh, $0 for admission. Now, uh, you've talked about some of the features there that are incentives, but you have some other incentives to go. There are some contests. You could come away uh, as a big winner, eh? Yeah, the Ironstone Building Group has actually come back again with the uh, the five thousand uh, dollar trip to anywhere. So that's you know, uh, if there's if there's no no other reason to get out there, I think that's a phenomenal one. And Rembrandt Homes is is uh, uh, bringing back the seventy five hundred dollar dining room suite set, uh, which is again huge. And what is there for families to do at the event this weekend? Uh, you know, really, the, there's actually going to be one thing that I encourage families to come out to is uh, the careers section. So there's going to be a pallet build. There's going to be um, tools that kids can see and they can and they can get to understand our industry a little bit more. Uh, aside from a lot of the, you know, even just the marketplace, I think it would be nice to inspire the kids of all the different uh, options that are out there and get them excited. It's it's going to be a vibrant show. And the Lifestyle Home Show has gone social. Uh, you have a photo booth where people can take their pictures this year and then send them out. Uh, where will we find that? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure where it is in the show, <laughs> but I, I'm sure that it'll be easy to find. Uh, the The beauty of it is, actually, I, I got to get out there shortly. It's uh, it, what, what it is, is we actually have the steelworkers, the NYC steelworkers beam, uh, not the one, that would be really cool, but we have a, <laughs> a, a rep, uh, uh, kind of a one mocked up and you can take a photo with it and, and I think that is a lot of fun. So the, that'll be something to post on social media. And Linda, they'll want to hunt up the uh, BBB booth as well. Yes, we'd like to invite our listeners to drop by our booth at the home show. It's booth number 2003. And you can learn more about the benefits of accrediting your business with the Better Business Bureau or for consumers, how to write a customer review for your favorite business experience. So we'll see you at the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Our guest has been Peter Madsen, who is the president of the London Home Builders Association, organizers of the Lifestyle Home Show that's on right now at the Ag- Agriplex at Western Fair District. And Peter is also this uh, with CCR Building and Remodeling, a BBB-accredited business with an A-plus rating. And when we return, BBB's communications manager will talk about building an online reputation. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Well, these days, not every business involves a brick-and-mortar store. Uh, currently, there are somewhere between 12 and 24 million online or e-commerce stores on the Internet of Things. Not all are successful, however. It's estimated that only about 700,000 online businesses actually make more than $1,000 a year. Many are startups. Many 
many may be placeholders for a company that has issues with their supply chain or simply a business that didn't take off but still has a web presence. Today, we have Ash, uh, BBB's communications manager, Ashley Castleman, to give us some tips on how to create and manage your brand for your online business. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Good morning. What's the most important thing to remember when you're building an online brand, Ashley? Well, the most important thing to do is to protect your online reputation. Uh, this needs to happen whether you have a real storefront or not. It's the way things go in business these days. If you're not protecting your brand online, then who is? Uh, this level of protection happens in many ways, from social media to online reviews to corporate identity theft uh, to blogging, public relations, and, and more. Uh, being responsive and professional in all the areas uh, does help consumers feel good about your brand. How they feel about your brand is your brand, after all. And where should business go to find customers online? Um, you should go where your customers are. Um, polling current clients on what social media platforms before you go online at all is a great uh, way to do it. Um, it'll help you target your audience with social media marketing campaigns. This doesn't mean stalking your clients online, friending and following them, as they might not appreciate that, but it can help you manage where to spend your money online. So do a little research before you launch anything that will help you in the, in the long run. As a business, how should we be presenting ourselves on social media? Well, do everything you can to ensure your brand name can be uniform across all platforms your business uses. It's possible that something very close to your business name is already in use. The quicker you can jump on this, the better. Uh, claim the name of the business uh, of your business everywhere you can even think of, uh, even if you don't intend to use it uh, right away. A little research before launching an online brand will save you headaches in the future. If you're looking to launch like a cupcake company and somebody's using London cupcakes, but you want to use local London cupcakes, doing that little research will help um, any brand confusion. Messaging is always important. How can a business develop a sound messaging? Um, well, make sure you're using a consistent messaging. Online businesses likely have numerous social media buttons, blogs, uh, consumer tip pages, support pages, FAQ pages. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, ensure that your brand speaks in one voice. This is very important. Uh, one tone gives your consumers a confidence that you and your team understand the core principles of your business. Uh, confused or misguided messaging and responses can erode that trust that you have built over over time. Uh, there's many communication and marketing consultants that you can hire to help you find um, or help you develop a strategic communication plan that will help with that one voice um, that you want to, to present online. Uh, you can find one online at, uh, that's accredited with us at bbb.org. In fact, BBB offers a BBB online <coughs> seal for businesses who uh, qualify. Uh, how can the accredited businesses receive this? Uh, the BBB online seal is one of the most valued trust marks available to businesses. Um, according to a Nielsen survey in 2017, 77% um, uh, familiar with the BBB are more likely to purchase when a BBB displays the BBB online seal. Um, this seal is only available to businesses who are approved for BBB accreditation. Uh, so first, a business must apply to become accredited with us. We would complete an investigation to ensure they do meet our BBB standards for accreditation. And then from there, they have to be approved by our local board of directors. So it is a process, and not all businesses qualify for it. 
Once uh, businesses are approved for it, they can use that online seal to show consumers uh, that they can trust that business. Uh, And the online seal links to their business review, which will verify it for the consumer. How can a business avoid issues in that purchasing process? Uh, Before you launch um, your website or your online brand, uh, make sure your point-of-sale applications are working flawlessly. Uh, Make sure there's no issues with credit card transactions or even with your web connections with your service provider. If a consumer has a problem ordering a product or a service and they've not established that brand loyalty, they're going to submit a bad review, whether it's on Facebook, on Google, on BUB, and you want to avoid that. So what should a business uh, do when they receive a bad review? Well, bad re- reviews do, do happen, even to the best businesses. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But it's how you respond that matters. So first, respond in a timely ma- manner. Uh, second, be rational. Uh, take out any emotions from it. So whether you have to wait an hour or two to respond to it, um, it's best to stick to the facts. Always offer the consumer a solution, not an excuse. You can Include an explanation of your side of the story, but make sure you don't um, play it off as you're just giving an excuse. So whether your solution is that you're going to refund them the money um, or even just a simple apology, give them a solution on top of that explanation. And uh, lastly, always offer to take the conversation offline to resolve the matter privately. Remember, everything you put online stays online online. Potential customers see how you respond to that problem, which can really teach them whether they want to do business with you or not. With the BBB, there are complaints and there are reviews. What's what's the difference and how does that work for the accredited businesses? Um, Well, we offer it to both accredited and non-accredited businesses. Um, Complaints are where we uh, actively try to resolve uh, the solution between the business and the consumer. A review is uh, simply what a review is, is uh, when a customer post either a positive, neutral, or negative review um, for other uh, customers to read. So they're sharing their experience uh, with it. Uh, The difference with BBB reviews is that we verify that there was a customer transaction before we post it. And then we also offer a business a chance to respond to that customer review so you get both sides of the story. Great. Well, thanks very much for uh, looking at this, Ashley. Now, um, we're going to continue with uh, another topic when we return. And when we return, Ashley is going to talk about the worst passwords of 2017. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And joining us back again for this segment is Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, Ashley, every year we talk about passwords and about hacked accounts. Tech company Splash Data puts out a list of the 100 worst passwords in 2017. So what is the most surprising one on the list that you found? Well, after seeing these lists for a few years, none of them really surprised me. (laughs) Uh, There's a few new ones this year that made the top 10, uh, which did uh, surprise me a little bit. All right. What are the top 10 worst passwords for 2017? (coughs) Well, according to Splash Data, the top 10 passwords were uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh, This one hasn't changed since uh, 2016. It's been the number one worst password. Um, the second one was just password. Um, there's also one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, QWERTY, which is just right on the keyboard. Right. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. A new one that uh, moved up to the top ten was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> 
another new one was Let Me In. Um, then there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, th- uh, one was uh, football. And number 10 was I Love You, which was a new one on the top 10 list. So you said there were a few new ones. Which ones were they? Well, like I said, I Love You, Let Me In were the new ones. And they did surprise me a little bit. Um, they're very simple and easy to remember. Um, but that also means they're su- the, using those, you're successful to being hacked. Um, the other new ones was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, people just added the number nine to the end of one of the worst uh, passwords that you could use. What were uh, some of the others on Splashdata's list that were common? Um, some of the other common themes were uh, people's names. Um, it's not good to use, especially a very common name. Uh, it's not good to use uh, common names like that. Also, Star Wars uh, and uh, characters from Star Wars uh, also made the list. Uh, what can we do to protect our information online? Uh, first thing is to stop use stop using any password that's on the worst passwords list. Uh, so if you have a password that's on this list, uh, change it right away. Uh, next, you're going to want to change your passwords frequently. So whether you're changing it monthly, um, a few times a year, as long as you're changing it on a regular basis, it'll help protect you. And you're going to want to use a strong password. So not just once a year. We want to change it more frequently than that. Eh? Yes. Okay. What do you mean by a strong password? Uh, use a password that is 10 to 12 characters long with a combination of lowercase, uppercase, uh, numbers, and symbols. Uh, don't use common words uh, like the word password. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if your password is your name, you can strengthen it. For example, um, if I want to use the word the password Ashley, make sure you have a capital A instead of just the small letter. Um, for the letter S, change it to a dollar sign, add numbers and a few characters to the end of it. Uh, just don't use your birth year or any important dates. Uh, can we use the same password for everything? No. Uh, many people are guilty of this practice, uh, but think of it this way. If one account gets hacked and you use the same password for all your accounts, now all your accounts are vulnerable to that hacker. So using different passwords for different accounts will protect you online. And uh, the big problem, of course, is remembering all of those passwords. Yes. Are there any tools that can help us with that? <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, there is uh, password managers that will help you organize your passwords and secure them in a vault. Uh, that way you just have to log into that password manager to look them up. Um, there's always websites that help you make randomized passwords for you to use. Um, and those are will always be strong passwords. Uh, we've talked about two-factor authentication before. How can this help protect us online? Um, how two-factor authentication works is that there's a second layer of security beyond your usual password. Uh, you need to enter a code. Uh, usually it's four to six digits long. Uh, that is usually sent to you by email or text uh, before you can proceed logging into your account. Many large sites like Facebook or the Apple Store use these services. Um, sometimes if you go to purchase an app on the Apple um, Store, you have to type in your password and then they'll text you a code that you have to put into it before you can make that purchase. And in addition, there are a lot of um, financial services that use uh, another question as well so that you have to pass two or three hurdles before you can exactly. get in. Yeah. Now, we mentioned a little earlier 
changing the password once a year isn't enough, mm-hmm. but uh, we do have a password day that is a reminder uh, that you need to change those passwords. Yes. When is that? Uh, um, on March 15th will be the third annual uh, BBB Password today, Day. Um, so that's a day where we take to remind people to use strong passwords, to change their passwords. Um, it's really a public um, service day where we want to help people protect themselves online. And it seems that it's more and more pertinent because we hear about hacks and that means that somebody's been able to guess a password mm-hmm. and hack into your account, whether it's Facebook or, or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. it's really important to do. Yeah. And it does align with um, the uh, on March when we launch our top 10 scams. Um, so they'll give you t- tips of what scams to avoid, um, whether it's identity theft and how to protect yourself online is a great way to uh, protect yourself from those scams. Well, thanks again for this, Ashley. Ashley Castleman is Communications Manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario. Remember, check out BBB.org to look up a business, file a complaint, write a customer review, report a scam, and read tips. And follow us on social media and more. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. Interested in becoming a BBB accredited business? Call us or go online to BBB.org backslash Western hyphen Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. Well, that's Ask BBB for this week. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.